From WDBM East Lansing, this is The Undercurrent, a weekly radio show that brings you audio narratives produced by students at Michigan State University. Hello and welcome to this season's special Undercurrent premiere. Over the past year and a half, everyone has had to overcome unexpected challenges, and nowhere can this be seen more than right here at The Impact. The coronavirus pandemic has changed how many people view the world and engage with their day-to-day lives. At the station, everyone has been forced to work and adapt to a digital world and face unique obstacles. Their voices and opinions are important, and I hope to showcase what the past 18 months have been like for those having to carry on at The Impact. My name is George McNeil. I am the station manager at Impact 89FM. I have been here for three and a half years since June of, well, actually February of 2018. In that time, I've been a volunteer for, for the news team, air staff, entertainment. And over the years, I got into paid positions, being the programming assistant, working as the operations manager, and now I'm working as station manager. So I've seen impact in a lot of different forms over the years. I, I, I've, I've, I've stayed with us while we've struggled through the pandemic, but really I've been impressed with how we've kept it together and have kept putting out consistently quality content. So I'm very blessed to be here. Ahead of the pandemic, I was working as the operations manager at the station, um, training, training with the, the previous one, Sana. I also had an internship with WKR lined up and I was going to be doing like TV production work. So I was going to be going into like hands-on film and video work within a studio. And within a month that all changed and we, everything quickly shut down. All of impact of course, shut down. We moved to all meetings being remote. Our e-board was still consistently meeting on a weekly basis, trying to continuously scale like, Oh, if we, if we come back to campus in four weeks, then, oh, here's what we'll do. We'll adjust these plans. We'll shift things back. And obviously that kept going on and on and on. So all of our plans changed. It did allow for a lot of positive self-reflection as a station as in terms of like what our identity is and who we want to become collectively. We went through a strategic planning process. We kind of revamped a lot of our onboarding processes and how we just work as a station to accommodate virtual operations more, which was an undertaking, but something that I think we probably could have done ahead of the pandemic, but I'm glad the pandemic in a sense forced us to ensure that we were being accessible and inclusive in the best ways possible. Isolation and anxiety, of of course, have been have been have been issues to deal with. You 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 you're in positions where you need to figure out strategies to either contend with or accept with your current situation. And the pandemic certainly forced, forced my hand there. As a professional, I'd say there were a lot of unique challenges because I think we all are still dealing with a lot of exhaustion, a lot of burnout. And in, in some ways there's, there's, there's disenfranchisement, there's, there's general despondence, like you know, it's been a tough year and it has it's been a tough two years and putting that into perspective more and, and recognizing that and knowing how to tailor your work environment to be more 
supportive and acknowledging of people's own, you know, mental needs and, and emotional needs has been like a huge lesson from the pandemic. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that impact is a space that prioritizes that it's certainly been a space for me where I can work as hard as I want, but when I need to take time away, I have the comfort and the support from my peers and other people I work with to say, I need to take some time away. Hi, my name is Nathan Stearns. I am the sports broadcast director. The biggest thing for us, I think, on the sports end of things was just having to transition to remote broadcasts and not being able to go to any away football games. That was a really interesting sort of thing because MSU, before the football season issued that blanket travel ban, and since we are an MSU entity, we couldn't travel anywhere. So that went from, you know, before the pandemic, we were going to different places in the Big Ten. We were going to non-conference games. What that transitioned to is really calling away football games off a of TV. You'd have ESPN on and you're in the conference room. So it, it was definitely a, a new thing. It was an interesting thing that we kind of learned on as we went along. Press conferences moved to Zoom. Media availability sessions moved to Zoom. You weren't, you weren't going into the north end of Spartan Stadium anymore. You know, they've since opened that back up within the past several weeks, but everything went Zoom. We were lucky enough to get into covering those home events, but our credentials were limited. You know, normally we get five for football, and I think last year we got three or four. It just really changed how we did things on a day-to-day basis. You couldn't interact with people face-to-face. And for journalists and for sports members, that's literally what you do. When you go to a media availability session, you have the head coach, you have the football players. If there's a 10-foot rope, and then you're right there. You know, you're, you're kind of seated in a row. I think this is one of those things that we're not going to see the large raging impact it has until 15, 20 years down the line. We're still living it right now. I think, obviously, as cliche as this sounds, we all got a greater appreciation for just being able to go on the air in person, for being able to interact with people, for having that sort of face-to-face communication. Journalists, we are social creatures. We love interviewing people. We love pressing people. We love putting, get stories, get clips, get B-roll, but you can't go in person. So you had to find a way to make virtual coverage, virtual interviews, doing everything virtually and make it seem like you were there. Obviously, everybody knew you weren't there, but the production quality could have really dropped and it didn't. And the biggest pride, you know, just as someone who's been at the station now, you know, a little bit longer and is a seasoned veteran, I was just so proud of how we got things done. I saw a lot of people and a lot of organizations just understand the fact that we were living through a really difficult, really turbulent time. So we kind of had to throw out the script and everybody's job was just changing. My job was changing on on a dime. I went from sports editorial assistant to news director to sports broadcast director while still doing sports broadcast. So it was a little bit of everything. This whole thing's made me more flexible. It's made me appreciate Zoom conferences more because as much as I love being in person, it makes my life easier when I'm talking to people who are living in Detroit or are living in Traverse City, whether it be for a story or something, and I don't have to drive up there anymore. Everybody knows how to use a Zoom call now. You know, I don't think a lot of people knew how to use it before, but now it's instead of, let me show you how to use this, it's here's the Zoom link, show up at this time and you're good. Hey everyone, I'm Chelsea Voodoo. I'm the director and I'm a co-host for the Sci-Files on Impact 89 FM. I've been with Impact since early 2019. So that was a little bit before the pandemic started. And it's been over two years now, like two and a half years I've been with Impact. 
to give you a background about about the sci files specifically, the sci files is where myself and Daniel Puentes, we both interview other students at Michigan State about their research. So the pandemic necessarily didn't change my opinion about what we do because people are still doing research, pandemic or not. It's still very impactful and it just was a different way that we were interviewing them. I didn't view the station any differently because the radio is going to air whether there's a pandemic or not. So I think it was just more like we learned together about different ways that we can be more versatile and ways that we can adjust to different things. But in the end, the sci-files at least wasn't truly impacted as badly as we could have been. In the past, we used to be in the radio station recording our interviews. We used to have set times that we would record and book the station for. And then with the pandemic, it was actually nicer in a way because we didn't need to reserve a station. We were able to go with whatever time worked for us. And we were even able to interview people that weren't even in America. Like we were talking to people in completely other sides of the world that they're still researching at MSU, but they went home to their family, like in India, for example. I'm Jeremy Whiting. I'm the general manager at Impact 89FM. I've been in this role for a little over three years, but prior to coming back to MSU, I did my undergraduate and graduate work at Michigan State University, and I was here for about 10 years doing that work and getting my teaching certificate, and then I went on to teach broadcasting and journalism. The last year has been crazy, right? Year, year and a half. We radically shifted everything that we did, but maybe from the side of the listener or someone who engages with us on the web, they hopefully saw that we were still very active in many different ways. So even though most of our staff members weren't in the studio, we were still providing content and producing content in ways that we just haven't done before. So we were recording talk shows from home. We were doing air shifts from home where we were able to have our DJs still play the music and put their files in remotely. So even though they weren't live on air, they were able to have their voice on the radio. We were still adding music. We were doing sports uh, coverage as much as we could with what sports were around. So there was a lot of adapting to the situation. And I even think if the pandemic happened five or certainly 10 years earlier, what a difference that would have made in terms of how we communicate in what we would have been able to do. My name is Ethan Youngblood. I've been at the station for three years and I've worked at it for a year and a half. And I'm the promotions coordinator. So I try to find prizes to give away over the air on social media or at like events that we DJ on campus. And then I also try to promote the station any way I can, mainly at concerts and other on-campus events. And then I also run street team. It was definitely like a little weird at first because like a lot of the staff had like changed and there were like a lot of new people coming in. This was our first time like meeting each other, but we've honestly like, gotten past it pretty quickly and gotten back to, I guess, that community, like family vibe type of thing. Other than that, like, I haven't really seen too many other changes. I guess we couldn't have as many, like, in-station events, sort of. We kind of have to limit it because just because of, like, rules and everything and, like, still trying to, like, not get sick. I guess now that now that we can be in the station, everything's like a lot more exciting. Everything was so much slower before during pandemic and everything.
especially like on my end. But I'm just glad to be back. Hello. So my name is Noah Bosch. I am a senior now here at MSU studying media information with a minor in fiction filmmaking. And I am the marketing director for The Impact. I've been with The Impact now for four years. First three years were as a volunteer. However, this past summer, I applied to be the marketing director and I'm now here. The transition period has definitely been very difficult. That is one thing I've been focusing on as the marketing director is we have not only just freshmen this year that are completely new to campus, but also sophomores are completely new to campus. They don't know what the impact is. They don't know the culture. They don't know what's going on. They don't know which way is where, and everyone's confused. And especially also with our staff being entirely new, morale, making sure morale is high is difficult because a lot of people don't know each other. It's very easy to you know go back to our base COVID roots and just kind of seclude ourselves. So, you know, the, the hardest thing has just been constantly being like that, that mascot. We're like, come on, let's hang out. Let's, let's work together. Let's collaborate. And then also at the same time, educating people about the impact and educating people just about what we provide and what they can do uh, with the impact. Like, you know, getting new volunteers and whatnot has been a struggle, but we've, we've done a very good job. It's just been a lot of hard work on the basis of pretty much everyone that's already been in the impact has been working so hard to get new volunteers. The silver lining is that people want to come back. People are very excited to do things. They just don't know how to do them. So uh, the pandemic, it's still affecting my job. However, uh, this past year, I was not the marketing director yet. This is, this is very recently I've become the marketing director, but the lingering effects I'm definitely still feeling, mostly actually in our staff because we lost a lot of staff members. We also almost entirely have a completely new set of members of our staff. So a lot of this time during COVID has been spent with me learning how to work at the impact and then also being the one to teach others how to work at the impact. Whether that be training them to do event, event DJ training, training them to be DJs on air, training them to do, you know, to be their various uh, the leadership roles like around the station. But it's been a lot of education and learning. You know, we are essentially recovering. We are in the recovery phase. I think we're doing a great job of recovering, but we are definitely still like pulling ourselves out of the rubble from, you know, what's happened to us. I'm Delaney Rogers. I am the news director with Impact. We do a lot of podcasts and fun things, written stories. I've been a volunteer since September of 2020 and a paid staff since April of 2021. It's been exciting and both nerve-wracking to transition from being online to in-person and online as a volunteer is a little bit chaotic just because I wasn't familiar with the impact and then trying to learn how to actually introduce myself to it and become comfortable trying to do stuff through a screen was a little bit discouraging but then going back into person it kind of taught me to be a little bit more cautious about volunteers and giving people opportunities to come on through the Zoom if they want to, they don't feel comfortable and to accommodate to people's needs and to be a little bit more aware of people's mental health as well because naturally during the pandemic, people's you know, mental health has gone up and down and it's good to be aware of that and to give an appreciation to that. With being online and asynchronous classes, it's been a challenge to try to stick to one routine because I'm a very visual learner and a little bit ADHD, so I need a little bit of structure. But I think the biggest thing was community because, you know, naturally going into the pandemic, people and friendships have dissipated and relationships and all that. And trying to create a concrete community and stay in touch with people was very hard and could be very lonely and discouraging as well. So that was definitely one of the most noticeable struggles. And then I'm very grateful to be back in person and start building community again. Although I feel like 
a lot of us have no idea what we're doing when it comes to interacting again, because COVID has challenged us to now go out of our bubble and interact again, as opposed to being just by ourselves, but definitely the community aspect and relearning how to be a part of them again. It's the same thing. It goes both ways community. I'm so excited to like actually meet people and expand skill set and get more experience with being in person and then being reaffirmed with why I love journalism is like chaos of news and having things all over the place and going out interviewing and chaotic and really cool, exciting, fast paced moving atmospheres has always been really fun. And with COVID, that was not possible. So now it's exciting to actually go out and have that passion and that dream kind of like reaffirmed and re-sparked. And I'm excited. My name is Daniel Puentes. I serve as the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Coordinator for Impact A9FM. I've been a part of the station since back in March 2019, but I have served in my role as the DEI coordinator since about a year now, actually. So this position has only existed for a year. So what I made of it is what it became. For me, I wanted this position to be a transformative one where I was able to help shape the culture of impact to be something that is more inclusive and more equitable for anybody that's interested in joining the station, as well as ensuring that the content that we're doing is also a diverse amount, that we're not just covering the same kinds of material that we have in the past, but to highlight artists that come from different identities. I would say that the pandemic actually has not stopped me from accomplishing the goals that I set out once I learned that I gain this position, we've done a lot. We've introduced new requirements for individuals to participate in. We've created guidelines so that way people can help make sure that they're not missing any sort of celebratory months that can be intertwined into the programming that the station does as well. So I would say that this past year, despite the pandemic, we were able to go full steam ahead and accomplish everything that we wanted to under the DEI committee. We just need to stay mindful of it because it's so easy to just think, oh, this is fine. I'm doing fine. I don't really have any issues with what's going on. But that's where the problem lies, is that we think mostly about ourselves. But in order to truly be an agent of DEI, as well as an accessibility, you have to be able to think about who is within the room with you, who is attending your meetings, who is participating in your programming, and how are you making sure that they're being accommodated in a manner that gives them the same experience as somebody else that maybe doesn't necessarily require the same accommodations. So it's it still has to be thought about. It's easy to forget. And eventually people will get better at actually keeping those considerations to heart. I want to encourage that anybody that's interested in joining Impact's DEI efforts to please reach out to me. We're always looking for volunteers to help manage micro projects that we have going on. They're not meant to be high stress. They're meant to help just increase the kind of appreciation that you have for the different kinds of diversity that we have, not only here in the station, but here in the mid-Michigan community. It helps increase our livelihoods and makes us better people by doing so. And you'll feel good in the end. So again, please reach out. And thank you so much for just listening.
These have been Voices from the Impact on the Undercurrent. I'm your host, Nick Saba, and I hope you enjoyed tuning in to WDBM 89FM.